Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here we go with 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan getting over the hump. Day, really just Dan Day, but nonetheless, we are getting over the hump. It's a Hawkman Hump Day, so we're gonna have some Hawk and Crowder later in the show. Some Greeny talking to my dude Justin Jefferson, LSU baby. Not so happy that he's with the Vikings because I'm not a big Vikings fan. Went to the University of Wisconsin, so I'm more of a Green Bay Packers fan, a Saints fan, a Dolphins fan. Nonetheless, he's doing his thing. Justin Jefferson representing for the LSU and Joe Rose show talking to Matt Hasselback. QB extraordinaire. Right now, let's get to some extraordinary headlines. After undergoing shoulder surgery, Myers Leonard is expected to miss the remainder of the season. On a lighter note, Tyler Hero now has his own cereal. Proceeds will go towards the Gourds Foundation. Miami plays Washington tonight at 8. NFL.com's Bucky Brooks mock draft has Miami loading up on offensive weapons early. He thinks the Dolphins will take LSU receiver Jamar Chase third overall and Alabama running back Najee Harris 18th. The draft begins April 29th. Today is college football's National Signing Day. Should be a quiet one for the U because a majority of their players committed on the early signing day in 2020. Former Marlins executive Michael Hill is now Major League Baseball's disciplinarian. The season begins April 1st. The Panthers will put the organization's best start ever at 5-0-1 on the line tomorrow night at 7 when they play Nashville. Fanatics reports that over the past two weeks, Tom Brady jerseys have sold more than any jersey in a two-week period. Brady will start in his record 10th Super Bowl Sunday at 6 against Kansas City. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. A Tampa man with the image of Florida tattooed on his forehead has been arrested for calling 911 twice for a late night ride home. Come on, give the man a ride. He has the state tattooed on his face. That's the least we can do for him. Migratory birds in Texas have recently been getting drunk off fermented berries. Bird spring break. Oh, and don't call me to help clean up after them. L.A. police have arrested six after they altered the Hollywood sign to read Holly Boob. I just find it funny that the words in question are wood and boob. A Tampa area rescue dolphin has picked the Chiefs to defeat the Bucks in this weekend's Super Bowl. Wait, a Tampa dolphin picked Kansas City? My savings on the Chiefs! Joe Rose Show, they know it's a Super Bowl, so they're talking with Matt Hasselbeck. Whether you loved him on TV or as a player, he is gold. He's giving you some Super Bowl analysis and a whole lot more right here. Matt Hasselbeck! 
We're in Super Bowl week. They got big coverage going on at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning with postseason NFL cutdown. Uh, Matt, good morning. Thank you very much for the time. We hey, appreciate good mor- it. Good morning. Uh, countdown, not cutdown. Countdown. No, no, cutdown. no. no oh, what did I say? Flashbacks. I'm sorry. Yeah, you said cutdown. Flashbacks to no, it's not uh, hey, cut get your playbook man. and come see the head coach. Right. Man, that was that was <laughs> yeah. a tough years. We don't we don't wish that on anybody, Matt. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Never want to hear that from Don Chula. I promise you. Hey, uh, Matt, we got uh, we got a lot to talk about, mostly uh, around the the quarterback, which we've been talking about. Um, this might be the sexiest matchup we've ever had with the way Mahomes has started his career and what Tom Brady's done so far. Would you agree? Oh, I mean, you couldn't – like the networks couldn't pick something better. Park Avenue, the NFL office, couldn't pick anything better. I mean, combined 89 touchdown passes for these two guys. I mean, both teams are averaging over 30 points a game, and you basically have the greatest quarterback of all time. And then the, the one guy right now – that if you were to say, hey, who could ever reach him? Who could ever get to 10 Super Bowls? Well, you got a guy who's uh, already playing in his second one. He's already been a Super Bowl MVP, already been a league MVP. Neither team runs the ball very much. So, uh, I mean, this, this should be a wild game. Let, let me just uh, follow up with that. Uh, there's been so much talk. We can't get enough Brady angles. And, and so now people, oh, he's not a great, a great athlete. No. I think he's the best quarterback to ever ever play how, how do you look at it and I know there's been guys throw it better there's been guys that can run better more athletic but if it's about stats and rings he's the king yeah there's no doubt about that but let's just even take it to his uh to his own team to his own quarterback room like if they had a, a combine right now of just the quarterbacks at in Tampa. Uh, Blaine Gabbert is the backup quarterback. Blaine Gabbert would probably beat him in every single <laughs> yeah. uh, category. Beat him in the 40, beat right. him in the 5-10-5, the 20-yard agility, <laughs> probably can, you know, like all that stuff. It just, it doesn't necessarily matter. And it reminds me of, you know, advice I used to give defensive backs, like rookie defensive backs, and we would draft them when I was playing for Seattle. We, they'd come in and they were already faster, more athletic, could deadlift more, could bench more than our starting corner. And I would, I would say to them, like, listen, like, I appreciate how hard you're working in the weight room, but you're already faster and str- like, you're already better than our starters. Where you need to improve is on these other stuff. And, and basically what I saw is young corners come out there, and instead of, like, you know, looking at the formation, looking at the personnel grouping, down and distance, situational, they're out there defending every route in the world that a wide receiver could possibly run. And where a veteran corner, he's out there saying, okay, it's a three-by-one set. They're going to run either a slant, a comeback, or a go. Now the running, you know, said hut, ball snapped, the running back went to my side in a check release. Okay, it's either slant or a comeback. There's nothing else they're running here. And so, like, if you can, as a quarterback, you're not always going to know like what the defense is going to do. But I think where guys like Brady and Rodgers and Breeze, where they are right now in their career, they know what the defense is not going to do. And so like the defensive uh, stuff shrinks for them. And that's where I just see Brady and guys like him just playing at a whole nother level right. than, uh, than other guys. Matt, Tom Brady had a lot of nice things to say about Bill Belichick the other day in his little uh, Super Bowl media press conference. You think uh, Belichick on Sunday is sitting on the couch eating a bag of chips rooting for or against Tom Brady? Well, I'll say this. Never believe what uh, a player or a coach says at a podium press conference. It's, all, it's rarely true. However, in this case, I do think there's mutual respect. 
And for those people that just want to pit Brady versus Belichick, Brady's in the Super Bowl, Belichick's not in the playoffs, I think that's unfair. Like, it would be like, you know, let's just say I went to Harvard and then Harvard Business School and then went on to business and, and had success somewhere. Like, part of the reason that I had success somewhere would be because of what I learned at Harvard and Harvard Business School. And I think that's what happened for Tom Brady over 21 plus years. He basically you know, was coached by probably the greatest coach of all time. And he brings all of that knowledge, two decades of knowledge to Tampa. And in particular, there's one thing I highlighted on our show Sunday NFL countdown last week, where if the opposing team makes a tackle on your sideline, they now have 53 and one third yards to go to get off the field. If you, uh, you know, if they're changing personnel grouping, something the Patriots have done forever and the Buccaneers just did it. I've seen them do it to green Bay where they just hurry up and quick count you right away, get a free play, free five yards. In this case, they got a free 25 yard play. And that's a Belichick thing that all of a sudden now they're doing in Tampa. So I just think Bill Belichick deserves some credit for even the success that the, that Brady and the Bucks are having this year. Matt, you spent some Sundays this regular season talking about our quarterback down here. I'm just curious now that we got through it to a, Tungavailoa, what were your thoughts on his first year? Well, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but our show, our producer, is the, the most diehard Dolphins fan of all time. So any chance we had to talk about <laughs> the Dolphins, we were going to talk about it, and Tua was the guy we would talk about. The big one happened during the bye week, where we never talk about a team during the bye week, and we're talking about basically the switch from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Tua during the bye week, and I was very, very much against it. I love Brian Flores. He's one of my you know, favorite people in the world. He was one of my coach of the year candidates. I think he's outstanding. 10 wins this year. He's going to do a great job. But I strongly disagreed with the decision to get rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick after they just put a beat down on the New York Jets. And for no reason other than it was a bye week, they decided to go with Tua. I just thought it was unfair to Tua. I didn't think it was the right thing. I think it's okay for young first-round quarterbacks to sit and wait and learn, uh, much like Tom Brady did, much like Patrick Mahomes did, much like I did, much like Aaron Rodgers did. There's nothing much – I mean, Deshaun Watson wasn't the starter to start week one, and he had success right away. So I just thought this team was you know, a team that had a real shot in the playoffs, and I thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing great football. He ended the year in the top five in QBR of the entire NFL of all the pro bowlers, of all those guys, I just was, uh, it was a head scratcher decision for me. And quite honestly, it didn't feel like a, a decision that was, that was a coaching decision. It felt like it was more about marketing and ticket sales and Jersey or so, like something else. It just, it was a head scratcher to me. Matt three way street is the two, uh, keeping him and, and loading up around him, maybe drafting a quarterback or going after a Deshaun Watson type in this off season. Which street do you think the Dolphins should go down in this off season? I mean, Listen, like the, the the getting Deshaun Watson Street is uh, is a fairy tale to me. Like that's like getting Aaron Rodgers. Like you don't get rid of a great player like that. I, I think you know Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson are similar to me in that. Like when you think of the Houston Texans, I think of Deshaun Watson. I know he's upset. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I know he's upset. He's not going anywhere. In the words of Mark Murphy, the Packers president. I think he said, we're not idiots. We're not going to get rid of this amazing quarterback. I think it's the same thing with the Houston Texans. I don't see them. uh, Now, I could be wrong. You know, who knows? But I don't see them under any circumstances wanting to get rid of Deshaun Watson. So, 
you know, that, that is what it is. But, you know, I really thought the quarterback room in Miami was good this year. Like, I thought the one-two punch of, of Ryan Fitzpatrick taking the lumps, learning the hard way, being a gunslinger, and Tua coming off of a, you know, a great college career in the injury, it was a nice little, it was a nice little one-two punch. It reminded me a little bit, and maybe this is a terrible analogy, um, but it reminded me a little bit of when Doug Peterson was the starting quarterback for Andy Reid in Philly, when Donovan McNabb was clearly going to be the guy year two. And they was like they were just like building the team, building the team, and the guy uh, taking the beating and getting booed and you know all that stuff was Doug Peterson. And then after year one, he moved aside, and Donovan McNabb came in, and instead of booing him when he got drafted, they were like, "Yeah, all right, we got McNabb finally. Thank you. We've been crying for this for a year." And then that team, you know, really took off, and they were a perennial Pro Bowl. Oh, sorry, a perennial playoff team went to the Super Bowl. Um, but you know that's not how it went down, and, and, and the Dolphins, I think, are, are going to have a are going to have a strong team. But um, they they do need they I think they do need better quarterback play from Tua next year. Let me ask you before we let you run here. Uh, this thing you're you're real familiar with the Green Bay organization. It looks like one of the more solid. How do you explain you got Aaron Rodgers and you go out and draft Jordan Love in the first round with all the things they've done? I'm still a head scratcher. I know, I know it sounds like he's still salty about it. Did that one even yeah. surprise you a little bit or no? Yeah, no. It's, well, the fact that they drafted a quarterback doesn't surprise me. The fact that they traded up to draft a quarterback in the first round really surprises me. I mean, I am biased. I was drafted to the Green Bay Packers in 1998 when Brett Favre was coming off of his second consecutive Super Bowl, his third MVP, and yet the Packers drafted uh, – me they drafted a quarterback the year before that they drafted a quarterback the year before that the year before that like that just was the packer way the ron wolf way like, we're going to draft a quarterback every single year now listen none of us were first rounders i mean right. i always pick 187 it's a low investment it's a it's a it's a buy low sell high you know situation so they, they did it, it is a head scratcher i don't understand it the only thing i would say is feels like a very expensive insurance policy and it, it reminds me a little bit of like Jimmy Garoppolo being in New England. Like, why did you uh, pick Garoppolo with a second round pick? Why did you hold on to him as long as you did? And the only thing that really makes sense is this was an insurance policy. And just like all of us who have uh, car insurance, uh, you know, health insurance, all that stuff, it's great to have. You hope you never have to use it. Matt, thank you, buddy. Really appreciate Thanks, you spending some time. We'll be watching on Sunday. Thank you. Okay, thank you, guys. Joe Rose Show, making it go in the morning, 6 to 10. Be sure to always tune in to them. And then following them, another legend in the game. Of course, Joe Rose is a legend in the game when it comes to mornings here in Miami. But Greeny, Mike Greenberg, he does his thing from 10 to noon. Earlier, he caught up my dude, dude, one of the greatest rookies of all time. And, of course, the reason why, he's an LSU guy, Justin Jefferson. Going to talk with Greeny next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. This is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on social media. I don't mind it. Socially distanced and just kind of a strange dude anyway. So if you follow me or stalk me, it's all good. At Dan Day Radio. I've been following Justin Jefferson's career because... He played for LSU, and he's just a great story, and he made it great in the NFL last year, picking up where he left off in college. And right now he's picking up with Greeny, talking about the season he had, overcoming the odds. 
Jamar Chase possibly going to the Dolphins, what he'll have to offer, and a whole lot more. All right, the cavalcade of guests continues, as is frequently the case as we move our way towards Super Sunday. And I am delighted to bring in now a player who had, without debate, one of the great rookie seasons in the history of the National Football League. 1,400 receiving yards, most by a rookie since the merger. In his last two years, meaning his last season at LSU and then his first in the NFL, he's caught 199 passes for almost 3,000 yards and 25 touchdowns in 31 games. He's Justin Jefferson, who's with me on the Goodyear Hotline. Justin, uh, this is Greeny. Thank you so much for the time. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. And those numbers, when you hear those numbers, let's try and put those into context. Because I was asking my friend Ryan Clark about you a little bit earlier this morning, an LSU legend like yourself. And he was saying, ask Justin yeah. to go back to the beginning. And he was telling me how you were not a highly recruited player and, and, and how people thought you were too skinny and all of that. Can you take me back to that, to when you were coming out of high school and most schools didn't want you and, and how that has driven you to become the player that you are now? It's crazy. And um, the funny the funny part about it is, um, you know, I was just a freshman, what, three, four years ago. So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to actually think about that is, is crazy. It's amazing. Um, you know, coming in at, at 175, uh, not being a, a top recruit, not being uh, the biggest player out on the field, you know, your confidence level get a little low. Um, you know, you're not, you're not sure if you're able to play on this big-time D1 level like this or, um, you know, a lot of stuff go through your head. Uh, but you just got to trust the process, trust, you know, the weight room and uh, trust everybody in that organization. And, uh, you know, I did that. And, you know, after after two two years going into my junior year, um, I got to what, 195 and uh, got faster, got stronger. And, um, you know, that's when I was able to, to showcase my talent. Uh, so, I mean, all of that definitely pay, plays a part. And uh, you just got to wait for that opportunity. But that, that is, I know, from having talked to so many athletes over the years, that's something that stays a chip on your shoulder. And then you come out after a monster season at LSU, and you were the fifth receiver taken in the draft the year you came out. Last year, 22nd overall. What did that make you think? That was crazy to me. Um, you know, me just having a year that I had, um, and me even getting to the national championship, and you know, all of these things that I did uh, last year, um, and to still you know, be picked fifth out of all of the receivers in the draft. Um, you know, that made me mad. Um, you know, that that made me question what I was doing wrong uh, during my, my college career. So that just made me want to, to go in and uh, do better and destroy anybody. So um, each week I just kept that chip on my shoulder and I just was trying to trying to be the best that I could be each week. Well, you certainly seem to do it, proving a lot of people wrong on the pro level. Greeny and Justin Jefferson, who was with me, I want to ask you about a former teammate of yours, uh, because when you were at LSU, you and Jamar Chase were the superstar receivers there two years ago on the team that won the national championship. And then he opted out this past year for LSU. So the, the football world hasn't seen him for a year. But I hear a lot of people talking about him as potentially the first receiver off the board in this year's draft. Give us a quick scouting report. Tell us how good Jamar, your, your former teammate Jamar Chase is going to be. Oh, he's going to be amazing. Um, <clears throat> he, he's going to do whatever he needs to um, in order to be a, a, a prime time player uh, for for whatever team that he's he gets drafted for. Um, yeah, we didn't see him. We haven't seen him for for a year, but um, he's still the same person. You know, he still has that that swagger to his game, and um, he's definitely ready to come in and, and be a 
uh, reliable source uh, to, to whatever team that he's on. So um, I'm excited to see what he has. Uh, you know, hopefully he didn't lose a step. I hear people talk about him as possibly being a top five pick. We'll see where that goes this year. Okay, let's get to the business here. Justin, you are with us today because you are representing M&Ms. And I've said this before, and it has been something of a controversial statement. But to me, M&Ms are the best candy. If you were to offer me any candy, I would go the peanut M&Ms. So what is the program that you are doing here with M&Ms? Uh, well, for me, I would have to go with the, the caramel M&Ms. Those mm. are the best for me. Uh, I, I love those. I eat them all the time. So... Uh, but um, we're connecting uh, with people this this year. Uh, you know, with with Corona, a lot of people missing out, uh, we're losing loved ones. I mean, and is just connecting with people across the world. I mean, we're, we're having a new Super Bowl uh, app, so we got to connect with that. On um, I forgot the the, uh, the website though. It's on M M-M- M M. I think I have it for you. M M S. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's it, MMS, it, so like MMs.com slash Super Bowl. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so that, every once in a while, I <laughs> make a catch, too. Uh, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, I have to run. Thank you. Congratulations on a huge rookie season. Best of luck going forward. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Justin Jefferson, JJ, loving the M&Ms. Got to love that on green. He also got to love some Hawk and Crowder. They're talking with Miami guy Brian Greasy next on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. (laughs) 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. Got that hump day song going. We're getting you over the hump. Or not Chili Peppers. Hump de bump. It's a Hawkman hump day. Hawkman always helps you get over the hump de hump. Crowder at his side. Solana kicks it in there, too, also. Brian Greasy, he joined the show earlier. Brian Greasy, believe it or not, graduate of Columbus High in Miami. I guess that's not too hard to believe because his dad, of course, played for the Dolphins. He's got some great stories to tell about the NFL, about Crowder, and he's also got a very, very big heart. Here we are on faux radio row. It's not the real radio row. It's a faux radio row. We're pretending like we're out there, Crowder. Would have been so much fun. Oh, I would. Ah, yeah. We'll go out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop over 1,500 Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Brian Greasy is joining us. And, uh, of course, you watch him on Monday Night Football with Steve Levy and Louis Riddick. And uh, they're going to be on the call, by the way, for the Super Bowl for ESPN's international networks. So Brian and uh, Steve and Lewis, they're going to be out there at Raymond James Stadium Sunday night. And of course, here in Miami, the greasy name is Royalty. His dad, a Dolphins legend, always joins Crowder on the Dolphins pregame show. And uh, Brian himself, a season with the Dolphins as QB. But uh, a pretty good football resume for Brian Greasy. National championship, Super Bowl ring, Pro Bowl. Uh, But, hey, Brian, thank you for making time for us first. Yeah, man, great to be with you guys. It would have been nice to be on Radio Row in person, but... You know, I like to keep my distance from those linebackers like Crowder anyway, so this will have to do. <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, I had two and a half sacks in six years. You don't have to worry about me. <laughs> now, this is amazing because Crowder's here. Brian Greasy's here. The Super Bowl Sunday features Tom Brady, a quarterback, 
You were teammates with him at Michigan, Brian. Can you believe he's still doing what he's doing? Oh, yeah. Listen, back in 1996, uh, 95, 96, when uh, we were in the quarterback room together, none of us had any doubt that he would be getting to his 10th Super Bowl. We knew it all <laughs> along. There was no question. He, he came from, from Northern California, and uh, he had long hair. Um, and, you know, he had the same athletic ability that he has now back then, which wasn't much. Uh, but when he, when he set his mind to something and when he threw the football, you could tell that he was a talented guy and that nothing was going to stand in his way. So while we didn't know that he was going to be the greatest of all time, uh, I am not surprised in the least based on what I know of Tom Brady. And Brian, he, uh, I was in the AFC East. I played with the Dolphins. He stole our soul twice a year, usually, because they were just running the NFL. But Brian, at 43, and you knowing Tom since college, has he lost anything? The deep ball, the arm strength, because he's now carried a team, like you said, to the 10th Super Bowl. That's crazy, a chance of winning seven. Is anything lost in Brady's game at 43 years old? Well, he didn't have much athletic ability to lose, Crowers. You know, so it was uh... – <laughs> You know, I think that that was uh, to his advantage. Um, but here's what I know. I know that, you know, when you change teams at the quarterback position uh, and you go to a different conference and a different organization, an organization that has not won a playoff game in a long time, and you're in the middle of a pandemic and you're having to try to rally guys together, communicate, have, have them get to know who you are, install an offense, um, and to do all of that and then go on the road in the playoffs three straight weeks and win, and then to get to the Super Bowl and to be doing that at age 43, if he's able to pull this off against who is hands down the best quarterback in the NFL right now in Patrick Mahomes, if he can pull that off, I would argue that this would be the greatest Super Bowl victory of any quarterback in the history of the game, and it would be hard to argue that. Brian Greasy is with us. He's going to be on the call Sunday for the ESPN International Networks. I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think the appeal for Sunday's game is the old goat versus the new goat. And and I got to ask you something regarding, we're talking quarterbacks here, regarding the Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, because there's all this hubbub about Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston so if he is made available, if they decide there's no way that they can fix the relationship, should a team like the Dolphins do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson, or do you ride with Tua Tagovailoa? Well, I, I would not say you do whatever it takes. Um, there's got to be a, a, a barrier there, but I would certainly look hard, long and hard, at what it will take to get Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson would definitely have interest in going to Miami with the, with the great organization that's being built there with Chris Greer and Brian Flores. There's no question Deshaun Watson should have interest. The question is, how much would it take? Now, you send back some of the capital that you got for Laramie Tunsil, you know, back, that's, that's a pretty good deal. Um, but there, listen, there's no comparison between Deshaun Watson and Tua Tungavailoa. If you step back and look at it objectively, Deshaun Watson is a proven commodity at 25 years old. You could get him for the next 15 years based on the way the rules are in the NFL now. So, yes, I would look long and hard at Deshaun Watson, and I'm not worried about Tua Tungvaloa's feelings. This is the NFL, and at the quarterback position, you always want to look to improve, and Deshaun Watson would be an improvement. There's no question about it. 
And Brian, as as an ex player, like we talked about, your dad too. He's back in the seventies. You're a football family. Do you like what Deshaun did? Like, do you like the NFL players taking control of their career? Really? Because I'll tell you, it's not like the NBA, man. I think the NFL has a different dynamic with their players. Do you like the shift that I would say Jamal Adams? leaving the Jets and now Deshaun potentially leaving the Texans is creating for the future players? Um, listen, Channing, I am always in favor of the players and the players having more power over their careers. Um, I would not equate what Jamal or Deshaun have done to what's happening in the NBA. I think that what, what's happening right now with some of these players in the NFL is they're looking at what's happening as a society right now, and they are expecting more from their leaders, from their owners, from their general managers, and their head coaches. And I think that's absolutely fair. I think what Deshaun Watson is demanding from, from the Houston Texans is well within his rights. And, and I think that the more power that you have as a player and the more control that you have over your career, the better it is for everybody. And the better it's going to be ultimately for the Houston Texans and for the league because there's going to be an expectation that you run your organization in a top-flight manner. Do you think it's fixable, Deshaun's relationship with Houston? Is there any chance he takes snaps as a Texan next season? I, I'm sure there's a chance, but I don't see how you could fix the, that situation. I, I, I honestly don't. And as much as they say they don't want to trade him, um, really the ball is in Deshaun's court. And, and I think he's made it very clear that he wants out. Brian Greasy is with us. And again, you see him on Monday Night Football, and we'd normally be sitting on Radio Row in Tampa with Brian, but we're doing our little faux Radio Row. But there are a ton of events surrounding the Super Bowl, but this year they're mostly going to be virtual, as will yours. You founded a charity, Brian, along with your wife. It's called Judy's House. It's in memory of your mom, Judy, and its mission, I think this is so important because when you look at it, the number of children who experience the death of a parent is staggering. You lost your mom, Judy, when you were 12. And so you created this charity. You're having a virtual event on Saturday. Tell us a little bit about the mission of the charity and then tell us how listeners can get involved in the event Saturday. Yeah, thanks guys for, for bringing it up. And yeah, you're right. I, I lost my mom when I was 12, and I was living right there in South Miami. And I, I, I remember feeling like the only 12-year-old boy in, in Miami and, and in Florida in the world that had just lost his mom. I, I didn't know anybody else that was going through it, and I didn't really have any, any outlet for my grief. Um, and I struggled with that. And, and I, I remember um, when I got into the National Football League and had a platform, I wanted to give back and help kids that had lost a loved one. And, um, and so that's what Judy's House is. Uh, we work with grieving children and families. Um, we've done so for the past 18 years. Uh, and you're right, there is a, a huge piece of awareness that needs to happen uh, across our country as to how many kids are going through this, especially now, guys, with the pandemic and with the grief and loss that we all are seeing. Uh, the statistic is one out of every 14 kids will lose a parent or a brother or sister before they reach the age of 18. So nationally, that's over 5 million kids. And we need to be better. Uh, we need to be better in how we communicate about grief and loss. Um, and we're trying to do that uh, through our organization called Judy's House. And so we're, we're hosting an event on Saturday night um, to raise awareness of the issue. Um, people can register for the event. It is free, absolutely free. It's only going to be an hour, uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, we're going to preview the game, have some fun. 
Uh, I've got a guest joining me in Charles Woodson, uh, who's my former teammate. Um, he's going to talk about his experience with the, with the Packers in the Super Bowl, and then he's going to preview the game with me. I'm going to ask him how he would guard Tyreek Hill, by the way, see what he has to say. Um, and he's actually on the, on the uh, doorstep of the Hall of Fame, so we'll talk with him about uh, how that feels. Um, and then we'll give a little bit of information for people uh, about how to, how to deal with grieving children, how to, how to companion them, how to talk with them, uh, and how to support them. Um, so we'd love to have anybody who's uh, interested, and it'd be great to have a representation from my hometown there in Miami. Yeah, we uh, certainly encourage all the listeners. You can go to judyshouse.org. That's J-U-D-I-S, judyshouse.org. And again, it's Saturday. It's going to be virtual. Charles Woodson will be there, as he said, and uh, it would be great to see South Florida represent. So we certainly encourage everyone to do so. And uh, we appreciate what you're doing for the community. And uh, I'm imagining you enjoyed doing Monday Night Football, huh? Oh, man, it was a blast. I, I would have really liked to have Miami on at least once this past season, but with everything uh, trending in the right direction uh, with the Dolphins, I, I guarantee you they'll be on Monday Night Football next year. So we'll we'll look forward to it. If they didn't get Deshaun, could Tua, I know you got to go, but could Tua be an elite quarterback in the NFL, in your opinion? Well, I haven't seen enough, guys. You know, yeah. I uh, I did Tua, I did him a bunch in college when I was doing college football. Um, sat down, talked with him. I love, I love the kid, um, and I and I know he's going to work hard. Um, but you know, for you to say would he be elite? Now, elite is a top five in my mind. Um, I haven't seen enough from him to say that that's uh, a possibility. Um, but uh, I know that he's going to work hard and get every ounce of of talent out of himself. Uh, and we'll see where that goes. Brian, quickly, I know you're running, but I'm going to let you know, man, as a player, I don't usually – I don't have to listen to a game with volume on. I know what's going on. But when you're up there, you're talking about football, bro. As a veteran, I'll let you know. You teach me stuff, man, so keep doing what you do. That's awesome. Thanks, Channing. And, uh, you know, if you can deal with my dad on a weekly basis, you can deal with anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Old oh, Bob no. talks bad to me, Brian. He talks bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Greasy. Again, the website, if you want to help out his charity, it's judyshouse.org, J-U-D-I, judyshouse.org. The virtual event is this Saturday. Brian, thanks for making time for us. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a great day. Hawk, Crowder, Greasy. Oh, that's Miami. Thank you so much for tuning in. Download the podcast wherever you get the podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. I am Dan Day at Dan Day Radio on all the social medias and back at you tomorrow, six o'clock for another edition of 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.